traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What up? It's your boy Chingo Bling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into the show, quick reminder, I'm a stand-up comedian and the Legalized Freedom Tour starts now. We're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. So many more cities, so many more dates. Hit up the website, chingobling.com. While you're there, head on over to patreon.com forward slash redpiltamales so that you can support the show direct. That's right. You'll get access to all the episodes, the full enchilada, and of course, the popping ass chat room in the discord. How much better does it get than supporting free speech, supporting direct? It's just you and us. Ain't no middleman. But if I would believe it, patreon.com forward slash red for the price of a cup of coffee. You can join the community and help us out. Keep the show going and growing. You know what I'm talking about? Without further ado, let's get into the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You already know. You're in store for a whole bunch of shit talking. It's your boy Chingo Bling. We got producer Rob in the building. Buenos dias, everybody. The coldest producer in the game of hey. all the land. This side of the, of the what? Mason Dixon. This side of the Mason Mississippi Dixon. and the Rio Grande. And the Mason Dixon. And the Mason Dixon. And the Rio Grande. And the Colorado. And and uh, speaking of Rio Grande, note note that uh, AOC when she came to Texas, she oh my God, she went to like Central Texas near all the universities where everyone's woke, Latinx. Oh my God, beady beady bum bum blue. We're gonna turn Texas blue. It's inevitable. <laughs> Trick, why you ain't go to Del Rio, Laredo, McAllen? Go, go to the, go. I'm saying, go, come on down to where the people, the working class, the blue collar folk, the ones that have had a belly full of this debacle. Well, where did her girl go? Didn't didn't uh, Kamala, Kamala go up uh, somewhere where it was completely away from the chaos? Did she go to El Paso? She went to motherfucking Honduras, <laughs> talking about root causes. Don't come, don't come. do not come. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's it. No, we fool. Do not come. Uh, it is RPT season number eleven. Season finale. Yep. So we got to put some extra motherfucking chile. Some oomph. Extra chile oomph sauce. Episode 132 for all you haters and all you suckers didn't think we was going to make it this far. It is Wednesday, 16 February, year our Lord, 2022. I am on tour, legalized freedom tour. I know that word is triggering to many. Freedom. Yes, so some might say you're inciting an insurrection by using that word. Some some would say uh, many domestic uh, alt right far extremist groups use the word freedom. They've uh, they've co opted the word freedom, and this administration is dedicated to cracking down on those who go against the government. You know the regime, those who spread misinformation and use the word freedom. Legalize freedom tour. Put it in your face, Raleigh, North Carolina. We bringing that freedom and that funny. February twenty seventh. I can't wait. McAllen, Texas, March fifth. Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. West Palm Beach, April 3rd. Tacoma, April 7th. Nashville, April 14th. Corpus Christi, May 5th through the 7th. Arlington, May 12th through the 15th. New Braunfels, May 20th. Abilene, May 21st. Lubbock, May 22nd. Just added two shows. College Station, Texas, May 28th. San Angelo, June 3rd. Odessa, June 4th. Austin, Texas, June 9th. 
And just go to the website, because of course we have Albuquerque, El Paso, Irvine, Ontario, Denver, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Phoenix, San Jose, Brea, Oxnard, San Antonio, Addison, <sighs> working on Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Houston. Damn, I think you're gonna you're breaking already 30 cities this year. It's a shit ton of fucking cities. Hell yeah. You know, the freedom gotta get spread like marmalade, don't tell up. Are we back to a, a Trump administration type of workflow or uh Man, this is like, this is that Biden regime workflow. <laughs> this is tread lightly. Can you board a plane? Uh, are there going to be truckers uh, protesting and, you know what I'm saying, shutting down highways? It, will there be food on the shelves? Do, what did you invest in? You know what I'm saying? Did you pull your money out of the banks? Scared of like how Trudeau is doing people. They're debanking people. But don't worry about that. Legalized Freedom Tour. Just go to chingobling.com. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. Chingobly.com got revamped. It's like a hub now. There's new vlogs every Friday. Um, if you really want to go in and be a member of the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, hit up patreon.com forward slash redpiltamales. Uh, it's a monthly subscription where you, you pledge a monthly amount and you support direct to the growth of the podcast and you get access to the Discord where it's all kind of information. We're talking economics. We're losing weight on there we're i'm getting roasted on there it's all fun so chingobling.com for everything 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 well here we are it's season 11 finale right so we're creeping over on friday the patreon episode will be kicking off our dozenth dozen of these red hot red pill tamales it's the dozenth dozen the dozenth dozen rpt Hell yeah! So we'll try to uh, we'll try to book some good uh, cool guests over that season over the next six weeks or so, and uh, bring the heat while you're on tour at the same time. So that should be yeah. interesting. Yeah, man, uh, I can't wait, bro. I just can't wait to um, you know meet the people, be around the people, get the feedback. All the people that listen to the show uh, are gonna come out to the to the live uh, comedy shows. So just making it all go full circle. Um, I'm looking forward to like putting together some clips to play in the showroom before the show starts, having some stickers or a QR code or something for the uh, podcast. So it's all growth, baby. Uh, lots to talk about today. Hillary and her hackers were spying on a sitting president. That This is the biggest scandal since Watergate. Before and during his, like before he became so on his campaign trail and the White House executive office itself. It's like, we don't, we don't got to worry about the KGB and we don't got to worry about all these other countries uh, trying to spy on the president and, and stuff like that. We, we worried about the other political party. It's getting real goofy out there. We're going to talk about it. Uh, they're making articles about Joe Rogan. They're gaslighting the public saying it's the worst. His use of the N-word is the worst thing since... Since uh, J six, since Iwo Shima, there, there was the, the, actually you know they changed. Did you see that article? They changed the title of it. What they change it to? So they changed it from Joe Rogan using the N word is uh, another example of a J six uh, event. Now what does it say? To why shrugging off Joe Rogan's use of the N word is so dangerous. Oh, I thought it was two different articles. No, no, same article. They just changed. It. They actually got so much heat from people online. They're like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, they basically sit in a room and figure out how they're going to lie to people. Like, all right, say this. And it's like, well, a lot of people are not going to buy that. Bitch, say it. We are the media. We set the tone. Uh, your boy Fat Joe, he went on a rant about Joe Rogan being a piece of doo-doo. Piece of doo-doo. Piece of poop emoji. Uh, that is very disappointing, Fat Joe. I can't wait to uh, see this clip. Oh, one of my favorite fighters of all time. Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell, representing that Darkensaw, called out Trevor Noah's punk ass. Um, I back 
Thug Nasty 1000%. I did not see what Trevor had to say. Uh, I don't know if we're going to watch clips. Uh, he was the host of the White House Correspondence thing where they always hire a quote-unquote funny person to go up there and tell jokes. Um, they really do throw that word around these days. But I heard Trevor was hating on the truckers. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see that. Uh, we're going to dive into the docuseries called Everything's Gonna Be All White, which is a racist documentary against white people. Um, although some people believe that if you're black or Hispanic or minority, you don't have the power to be racist. You're just calling out facts when you hate on people that are light-skinned. Mm. Right? Uh, so, yeah, uh, Houston's uh, very own Willie D is featured on that documentary. Also, uh, Port Arthur's very own Bumby. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm wondering if they don't deal with any white people. If they don't have no white allies, mm. as they say. Like, like Bumby's food... He has a food venture, uh, Trill Burgers. I wonder if there are any chefs or white food distributors or anybody consulting who may be of a lighter shade, you know, because <laughs> that would be a little awkward. It's like, hey, man, thank you so much for your help. Hope you didn't see the documentary. <laughs> uh, your boy, Justin Little Castro Trudeau, he enacts emergency powers on the truckers, a.k.a. What do you call that, man? What do you call that? He suspended civil liberties. Yeah, people kept, so people were throwing around martial law last night, and immediately people were like, well, he said he's not using the military, so that means it's not martial law. Like, not quite exactly. He did say that he would not utilize uh, the military, but who knows what it means, because honestly, he still has to also get the, the, the okay from the rest of government. George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, look, you know, he was a part of George Soros's program of like, um, I forget the, the actual title of it. But George Soros went on record. There's an audio. There's a public appearance where he bragged about, oh yeah, half of Canada's cabinet came from our young leaders, young global <clears throat> leaders program or whatever. Like he has this thing where he, I don't know what the word is, man. You can't say groom these days, but he um, basically he has some kind of like program where he's training. What you do you know, call that? Like an incubator or a yeah, kind of like that, right? Like giving them the tactics, mm -hmm. giving them the great reset. Uh, protocol and just knowing that hey we're gonna help you get in and then you're gonna help us was yeah. that the same thing that uh crenshaw and a couple other people were, were featured on that list Quite possibly uh, you know what i'm talking about it was a couple he, weeks ago under soros i think it was either soros or it was the uh Coke brothers money well or that or the the economic forum what is it the, um, the world economic yeah, forum i believe they had a list with like rising stars or something like that the party of davos the probably of davos i would not doubt it i would not doubt it um so yeah man uh real quick we're going to talk about on Chingo Chats, you know, Super Bowl just went down. Fight Companion that you did. We did a yeah, we fight. Yeah, we attempted a Fight Companion. We were going to definitely talk about those fights. Boy, it was some heartbreaking stuff that happened, and uh, we're going to talk about our reaction. Um, last night, somebody in the Discord sent a link. They said, Chingo, they shouted you out in the comments. Uh, Gil, mm -hmm. basically, uh, um, fuck, I, I forget Gil's last name, but American Cholo. Mm-hmm. On his YouTube, he uploaded a video of him like walking around. I'm not sure specifically where he was, just somewhere in L.A. area. Might have been the valley somewhere. <clears throat> and he basically took a camera out there and asked permission and walked through these encampments and uh, did a voiceover. Like, basically, don't promote this type of lifestyle to your kids. This is just drug addiction and debauchery. He's like, it's, he's like I, I remember decades ago, I'm paraphrasing, where he, you know, basically Gil was saying, sure, back in the day, 
you'd find that homeless person that was down on their luck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like going through rough times, lost a job, had the divorce, had some issues, you know, some temporary setbacks. He's like, now it's just being encouraged. And, um, you know, I had gone on Gil's show uh, right after my... uh, Coming out party? Yeah, coming out of the conservative closet debacle. Basically, when I was like, hey, man, I voted, you know, America first. When someone made a compilation clip of me and making, trying to make me look like a coconut racist race trader who deserves to be traded for Shia LaBeouf. Um, so I had gone on there and, and it threw me off. I didn't know it was going to be like a debate, but it threw me off because he's like, oh, I didn't vote for neither. I voted for me or some shit. And I'm just like, well, fuck, man. All my arguments were Biden sucks, you know, <laughs> he, that he's controlled by all these other countries and he's you know, feckless and, and so on. But, um, you know, we, we had discussed me going back on there, but it was like holidays. It was kind of hectic. And really I was just waiting for Biden to fuck up more so I could go in with some momentum. Which week after week, I mean, how much ammo do you need? It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and I don't know if people are waking up. I mean, the fool's gone wild people. They're going to be the last ones. You know how, like, cockroaches could, could survive nuclear war? Right. These going to be the last ones. They're going to pull them out from up under rocks and with the high socks, and they're still going to be like, <laughs> what? Democrats are for the people, homie. They're for the raza. And it's like, no, this party has been corrupted. Uh, some extremists have mixed in. Like, come out from under the rock, essay. Not even just the party, but if you just paid more attention to the media, like Tim Pool always makes a really good point that people on the left, they're always like oblivious to a lot of the things he might tweet out or that they see from uh, his retweeting like of Jack Posobiec or whoever, uh, not necessarily people that deep in there, mm-hmm. but they're so confused because they don't actually read the news themselves. Like if, if CNN and Rachel Maddow on MSNBC don't tell them it, they're completely lost to whatever the story is or what is he talking about? What, what's Tim, what's, what are these people yeah. like? They have no yeah, idea it, because yeah. they just don't read the news. Yeah, especially, I mean, I don't know who follows me on my Twitter, <laughs> uh, you know, because on Facebook and all that, Instagram, I'm not allowed to post, you know, a whole bunch of stuff because right away they'll label it, they'll slap the COVID thing on it, they'll the little fact checkers. Um, but I don't, I don't see nobody fact checking Byron and MSNBC. All these people that were like, the jab is 100%, you know, safe and effective. And all these things that they've said, like masks work and all these things that they've put out there, nobody does a redaction. Nobody goes in and, and corrects and fixes and edits and apologize. It's just, bitch, it is what it is. That's what we thought at the time. Keep it moving. Y'all getting fact-checked, not us. Yeah, and that, that applies to all these articles. And I actually found out a really interesting resource that I have on my phone. I'll, I'll try to pull it up in a second, where you can actually go paste in the URL for an article, and it's like an archive. It's kind of like uh, like the web... The, um, what is it? Remember way, the internet or, or Wayback Machine? The Wayback Machine. So it's kind of similar to that, where it tells you exactly what the original article was, mm. and so if they changed any kind of headline or anything out of, you'll you'll still see the original one. So that's how I kind of saw this because I knew that they had changed it. The and, Joe Rogan one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they changed the picture and the headline, but everything else is the same. So anybody that kind of comprehends what type of person Joe Rogan is. Like anybody who tunes in consistently and you just have them in your ears for, you know, three hours and however many episodes you catch per week, if you finish the episodes, you get a sense of kind of how his brain works and what kind of people he has on and the types of discussions, right? Right. Now, when you take little little old clips out of context, which he's already explained and apologized for, I mean... Don't let the media bamboozle you and assign you an opinion. Like from the inception of this podcast, we've always tried to kind of um, give people a sense of like how 
how the human mind works, how the brain works, how persuasion works, how propaganda works, how context matters, how uh, opinions get assigned. So I would advise you, you do not want to be one of these people that like just goes along with a narrative. Somebody like a fat Joe. What, what the fuck? Did okay. Fat Joe, let, what did he say? let me cue that up. So keep going with that thought that you're saying, because you're right. Cause you've talked about that a lot about pe- not letting people or especially the media sign you your opinion. Yeah. Like when you're having an argument in a comment section and they're just like, Justin Trudeau is not suspending civil liberties. It's not martial law. They're not debanking people. It's just emergency powers temporarily, whatever. Just be like, who assigned you this opinion? And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I did see a couple articles. And, and uh, you know, oh, yeah, that was Washington Post or whoever. All right, let's see. Last week, the, the computer was doing all kinds of updates in the middle of the show. So this should be. All right, cool. So this was a. So this is on Complex. It was taken from someone else. I don't know who the show is, but they took the clip out of I don't know what rant uh, Fat Joe was going on. But here, we're just going to dive right into it. It's about six minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. For, for, before we press play. Does Fat Joe get a pass for saying an N-word? How, how does it work? Where's the line drawn? <clears throat> well, he, he talks about that himself on there. So, okay. So, so stop me anytime you want to pause or, or all together, and I'll, I'll do it because so it's, it's kind of long. Yeah, because if you're half Italian, half Puerto Rican, so just because you're a New Yorker and you grew up in a hip-hop culture, does that make it okay? Yes. All right, let's watch. Essentially, yes. He also did, I didn't know he was Italian. He said he's just Puerto Rican. I think Rican. he's half Italian. Okay, let's dive Whatever in. you say, she is going to be on YouTube with it, man. But I like you. Come on. I've been seeing a lot of people not talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it, right? Who's not talking about it? Uh, <laughs> this guy, Joe Rogan. He's a piece of shit. And so... He's like, I have to say that. Joe Rogan is a piece of shit. And what Jesus happens Christ. is... And there's no disrespect to Spotify, because... Shout out to everybody else that's better than me who's taking their music off of Spotify. I'm not. I'm not. And all my people there know, Joe, he'll do charity. Joe will open a business in the hood and give out jobs. Joe will give computers to the school, but Joe got to get to his bag. Joe ain't crazy. Joe got to get to his bag. Joe ain't new young. I'm not (laughs) taking my music off of Spotify, but... I'm going to be mad. Spotify is made up of black music, whether it's R&B, whether it's rap, whether it's trap, whether it's tone, all that shit fall in this. And they say right? the one word. And so, because our music is on that platform. You got to put him at 1.5 speed. They make their money. <laughs> you ain't lying. From black people. Now. You think it should be a lot of people talking racist shit on their platform? No. And, and not racist. Like, there's no way to save them. Because I'm about freedom of speech. I'm about artists being able to say whatever they want on the records. It's only entertainment. We signed, we, me and Jay-Z and Meek Mill, we signed this paper so that they can't use your lyrics against you in court. We stand by that. Because music is just entertainment. If Fat Joe tells you, I uh, Joe, get rob the point. Bodega, don't rob the bodega. It's part of the song. It never happened. I killed such a... It didn't happen. And so it's entertainment. But no matter how much you know, free speech, but free speech, men should not be allowed. This country has a long history of slavery, has a long history of uh, systemic racism, has a long history of people fighting to, to, to vote, even now they're trying to suppress the vote. How does this guy... That's how you know you're not keeping up with it. ...even live or enjoys himself as a person 
talking the way I'm scared. I don't even want to repeat the shit he said. And please don't. You do though. You always say the N word, Joe. Joe Rogan and the shit he says is so fucking disrespectful. And so this guy's a piece of shit. Um, I don't care. Okay, who regular says they speed. Like him, who says it's not regular uh, speed or a little bit slower? Because what you got? It's not oh, okay. even yeah. close. Yeah. To like, yo, I'm a comedian. You know, so Dave Chappelle says shit. Don't cancel Dave. He's joking. This man is talking some shit. He ain't got no business talking about. His kids should not love him. <laughs> he is a foul guy. And so Joe Rogan. Is this your struggle uh, session, Joe? <laughs> Spotify. I'm letting y'all know I'm not racist. <laughs> you gotta do the right thing. What does that mean? Do the right that. thing. I'm not about stopping people's bad. You gotta do the right I'm thing, but I'm not about that. Down. I'm not about. Uh, Jordan cashed that check already, bro. Bringing people. I'm not the guy. But also, do but also, thing. I promote black on black violence I'm not, in the lyrics. I'm not the guy that wants to see the guy go to jail. Somebody who does something to me, I don't want him to go to jail. I want to catch him myself. I'm being honest with you. And with, I'm not the guy that wants to get people fired. Even if I went... Joe Rogan, fuck you up, fat Joe. Women who served me or the guy was so rude. I'm not the guy to tell the boss, fire them. I want everybody to work. But this shit, I cannot believe that the shit he was saying on there, he's allowed to do that. Pause real quick. He has no idea, no idea. that he's falling into... Uh, he. They're playing him like a pawn. Like... This shit don't got nothing to do with that. The reason they're they're promoting this compilation clip all out of context, we already know. It's a political hit job. You know what I'm saying? This is like 0.1%, of of uh, subject matter that Joe, Joe Rogan... Like, Joe Rogan is a dude who actually sits down with doctors and scientists and people that are trying to ring the alarm and let you know there has been treatments for this stuff, but... The medical community is scared to speak up because they'll take our license away. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like there's been a coup in this country where they have uh, like elite capture of the of the scientific community. And like, if anything, Joe Rogan is standing in the way. I think uh, I think Hotep Jesus or somebody said this, like he is one of the reasons that's like standing in the way of all this crazy propaganda and tyranny. That would affect my, you know, people, yeah. Americans, including minorities of all shades and colors. Like he's way too important to be uh, uh, distracted with this little minor blip. And I say it's minor because they making it seem like he just says, "All right, for three hours, I'm gonna say the N word." Yeah. Well, again, he didn't say it. He he quoted it. He was either quoting somebody. Or or he made a bad joke about the movie theater thing, which he said was in bad taste, and he had deleted the episode, but somehow it got out anyway. Yeah, and that's a separate point, that story. But the, yeah. you, the use of the word, it's like he was quote. It's like if you go to a... Tim Pool was making this point. He said, if you go to a judge and we try to make a, an actual uh, court decision on using that word and whether it's whatever, right? And you say, well, judge, he... Ch- Chingo used this word quoting uh, George Carlin or whoever, not George Carlin, but Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor or whoever... And then versus he called this person that or yeah. said this to them. Like, it's very different. Yeah, they act like they act like they had footage of him at Target getting his bag, his you know, his items out of his bag and like bumping into the black woman who bagged and was like, N-word. Well, that damn CNN article dragged Morgan Wallen back into it, using him as an example of saying it. 
Haven't we told y'all already that Morgan Wallen can't be canceled? And this this Fat Joe video is a perfect example of how you queued up this whole thing, like signing you an, an opinion. Fat mm-hmm. Joe probably apparently has never listened to JRE. He doesn't know anything about Rogan. And he didn't know that this compilation was completely taken out of context. And, and he don't know what the fuck this voter shit is about. He's mentioning voter rights. Okay, whose voter rights are being suppressed? Like, man, everybody... Oh, in the Latino community that ain't really paying attention, don't let them play you with this, uh, the way they frame certain stuff. Like, basically, I don't know what, I don't know, I'm not an expert on all the things that Republicans are trying to change and, and, and sup- whatever, do, what rules they're trying to put in place. But obviously, a good large portion of the, of the country feel like there's been shenanigans, whether it was through the mules and the drop boxes or Mark Elias changing all the rules and like no verifications, you know, or, uh, or machines, whatever kind of, you know, whatever uh, school of thought you fall under. But this uh, compilation has been very effective in some ways because it really just pissed off all the people that don't listen to Rogan anyway. Yes. And then the people that already did, are going to continue to listen because they know that that ain't what he's about. And he's probably going to gain some new listeners that are like, okay, I'm, I'm in the middle. Like yeah. maybe a white person that's like, I'm not triggered by race, 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 racism. I haven't been trained to be so damn, like literally trained like a puppy, like the way you would roll over, like sit, yeah. cry, you know, bark, beg for the treat. That's how they got people, minorities. Like, uh, you know, DACA, you know what I'm saying? The wall, build the wall. Ay, me duele. Ay, no digas eso, way. It's like, okay, I know it hurts your feelings to say build a wall, but when it comes to national security, how much dope has to come through for you to be like, okay, maybe we need a fence. Or at least a conversation about something. It. Like, at what point do we have to tell you, it ain't even Mexicans coming no more, bro? You over here like, orale, you forgot about your people. It ain't even Mexicans coming. I mean, Mexicans are the ones probably shuffling everybody through the cartels are making multi you know millions first of all bro uh steve trevino was on ghetto boys podcast i haven't listened to it yet well i haven't heard the whole thing i saw some of the clips and i left a comment one of the (laughs) clips was like steve and i'm paraphrasing because i didn't i missed he's like steve how did your father feel hearing uh people like mexican americans saying build a wall to keep out other mexicans and then steve kind of like tap danced he was like well you know my dad you know says i worry about the mexicans that are here first and i was like all right steve talk your shit let me hear what you got to say because mexico does not care about steve trevino or or pedro herrera no, chingo bling not at all or, or robert garza they nope. do not care they don't care about us we're not mexican citizens all right they just look at us as like this bastardized Tex-Mex version of a pocho. Like, you're not from here, bro. You, you come over here, we're going to hear your accent. So anyway, Steve continues to go on and be like, well, you know, when I'm, I fly first class and I'm always looking for the other Latino in first class. And why are there, aren't there more Latinos in first class? And, and the airline has a VIP lounge and I go in there and I don't see no other Latinos except for the ones serving me. And this, this, and that. And, and I'm just like, okay. He asked you about your dad, how he feels about a wall, and and you talking about first class, and like, so what are you saying? Like, not enough of us are making money, hmm. not enough of us can afford first class. Like, and it just kind of like, all right, cool. I don't. I. It was a clip, right? I yeah. didn't get to hear where it went on, but I don't even know how I brought that shit up compared to this. But the point is, they have literally trained 
people to just be triggered to so that fat joe is not paying attention all of a sudden here oh, inward uh, do i do i kneel where's eminem ah we're like, gonna get into that do we kneel but anyway well so we got about a minute and a half here guys we, we definitely i want to finish it just to so you know, get for sure the whole context of it i am puerto rican they've been calling me nigga since i was born since i was born in the south bronx i grew up in the neighborhood 90 percent black there's a big difference. I'm not a white guy. I don't know what you. What <laughs> you got you like think. blue eyes, bro. For a second, not for a second. So you a white n word? <laughs> it's amazing. And so I don't care what video sir. The the, the sir, This is hard. And the shit he was saying on the one or two three clip. And I heard, I heard it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I heard. What I, I heard. heard. I heard the out of context clip. I heard what I heard. In our world of entertainment. There's a lot of people that tap dance around conversations. You know, I've I, I seen somebody, uh, I've seen one of the leaders in our community, I heard him on the radio the other day, and he was tap that. Oh, I stay out of that. I don't know this because they get scared of burning bridges. What are you talking about? Charlamagne? Cool I was, that's what I was thinking. He was about to give you a check. But, but Charlamagne right didn't stay right, out of it. Wrong is wrong. And I'm Puerto Rican and Cuban, guys. My oh, ancestors okay. were slaves. I need you to know that. Well, a lot I of need people you to know slaves. That. My father is probably darker than you. You need to know that. Okay. It's a big difference for Math, me just being a white guy saying the name. I know I look white, white with light eyes. But I'm By now, you should know where I'm from. Um, what if he went on and on? Look at my nose. It ain't even that pointy. Yeah. Huh, let me hit. My hair grew out. Look at the texture of my hair. It's almost like uncomfortable. First of all, uh, Fat Joe's the man. I love Fat Joe. Uh, his contribution. Uh, I mean, psh, Fat Joe's cool as a motherfucker. I love Fat Joe. Yeah. But Joe, Don Cartagena. Uh, sometimes his his my his my take on it. Sometimes, sir, things aren't always what they seem. Audio lies, video lies, and I know you think you heard what you heard with your own two ears, but you have to zoom out a little bit because. The same thing they did to him, they could come and do for you. Mm -hmm. They could come and do to you. And maybe eventually, depending on how bad stuff gets, people might start to be forced to keep an open mind. But by then, it'll be too late. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was a bummer. You know, it was uh, when I watched it, I was just, I was super intrigued by what he was going to say. And then as I was watching it, it's one of those things where you have to like calm yourself down. I'm like, God, this is so... Hear me out. This is this might sound overdramatic, but it's almost irresponsible to go on a seven-minute rant about how Rogan's a piece of shit when you know so little about what actually happened. You just saw, like you said, two or three clips. I know what I heard. Mm -hmm. All right, man. It's all in how it's all in how it gets framed. Someone could sit up here and make an argument and say Fat Joe has contributed more harm to the black community than Joe Rogan ever has or ever will. Someone could make that argument. Yeah. When you put out these songs and this imagery of walk around the metal detectors, it's like you're saying sneak a gun in the club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You making these bangers talking about lean back. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you putting out these hits uh with a uh, with big pun, doo -doo -doo -doo, the deep cover remix. You're making all this cool music, which is entertainment. That's how you cop out of it, right? Like, right. oh, these ain't jokes, this is entertainment. But somebody could literally sit up here. And say you have you have uh, pushed towards the detriment of the inner city. You know, somebody could. Just, I mean, it, I don't think it's true, but somebody could sit up here and frame you if they wanted to, but they're not gonna because you're harmless to them. 
you're not a threat to the left. You know what I'm saying? You're you're promoting everything the left likes, which is uh, inner city violence. <laughs> yeah, you're considered an ally for that. Uh, you're promoting drugs, you know, um, uh, gang culture. You know what I'm saying? You're promoting all this type of shit in the music, you know, saying and we're disrespecting women, all this stuff, breaking up the nuclear family. The left loves that. They're going to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. No one's ever going to take a compilation of you uh, uh, and all your lyrics and stuff like that. Unless you step out of line, you start talking like a Republican. And then that's what happens to Rogan. You say one thing that starts bucking the system a bit. Oh, no, no, no. You're enemy number one now. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll pull up your genealogy. Like, they'll be like, Fat Joe has alleged that he is half Puerto Rican, half Cuban. However, these were Spanish immigrants who technically were only in Cuba for a generation. And they'll pull that shit up the minute you get to saying, hey, all my people out there in the South Bronx, you know, the jab, you know, my tia had a reaction and maybe that ain't the best. And or, or hey, maybe we need to start talking about our freedoms or, or anything like that. You'll find out soon enough. Yeah, man, crazy shit. Meanwhile, we have things like uh, Hillary Clinton destroying, you know, evidence of this whole wire, not wiretapping, but uh, what do you call it? Cyber uh, infiltrating of Trump so that, whoops. Yeah, they spied on a sitting president. Let let that sink in. Yeah, let's just read. So this one's from Fox. I have one from The Hill as well. But former DNI Ratcliffe told Durham Intelligence supports multiple indictments in probe sources. Hillary Clinton purportedly approved a plan to distract the public from her email scandals, sources told Fox. And again, yes, everybody, this is Fox. But uh, it's a crazy story, man. Um, it, it's almost like, like what's happening right now that's distracting from this? I know it just kind of broke on Friday, but what are they going to use to distract people from this this story? Well, I mean, just the fact that the st- the Durham, uh, what, what is the actual word? Durham report, research, investigation, um, it turned up some very spicy information for the Clinton campaign, you know, for the Clinton team. Yeah. And everybody over there. This is the swamp. Like, when people hear the word deep state, they be like, come on, Chingo. What, what is, come on, what is deep state? What is, you're telling me they're conspiring? And it's like, um, well, the Durham report just posted, you know, just came out with some evidence that y'all literally were working with the Russians and hackers and I, I'm not too technical when it comes to like some. They said something about the DNS of the White House, mm-hmm. and like they were spying. So, former Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe met with Special Counsel John Durham on more than one occasion and told him there was evidence and in intelligence to support the indictments of multiple sources in his investigation of the orange uh, into the origins of the Trump. <laughs> they say orange man. <laughs> the origins of Trump Russia probe. Sources told Fox. Fox first reported on Durham's latest filing, which alleged that lawyers from Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign in 2016 had paid to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House in order to establish an uh, interference or an uh, inference, rather, and narrative to bring federal government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia. Bruh, this isn't her email scandal. This isn't, you know, uh, getting rid of, of that, that the emails and the evidence and private servers and all that. This is way more damning than that. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, shit, bro. The, the fact that they also collude with the media, which Kanye went off. He even mentioned Hillary. Oh, what is that? Yeah, Mighty Soul is trying to yeah. break it down for me about Hillary uh, and um, Ellen. Uh-huh. He tagged Charlemagne on one of the posts, too. <laughs> <laughs> he went viral... Uh, he he was trending 
on the day of the Super Bowl over the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just from a handful of Instagram posts. Um, all right. So before we get into the Kanye thing, uh, let's remember that the whole media propaganda apparatus works hand in hand with the powers that be, the elites, you know, the Clintons and the, the pharmaceutical companies and all this type of stuff to where the the layman, the person, the you know, the fat Joes of the world that ain't really peeping game, paying attention, they're just gonna not hear about it maybe if that's Hillary's um, strategy or if they decide to maybe like reframe it. So they're like, they're not hackers, they were computer scientists who were, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, bitch, how the fuck? How you rewording spying? How did you just reframe spying? Oh well, you know, it was some computer scientists, and there was just you we're know, just peeking. You, you know? know, it was just you Glancing. know, it wasn't spying. It was uh, you know, um, it was a subtle glance. Si- you know, it was a computer scientist. <laughs> it's like, bro, they spied on the sitting president. Um, I got some memes right here. Okay, just hit to, it. Uh, just to break up the break up the uh, the monotony. And some of these are so fire, you may want to have a seat. All right. Uh, the motherfucking He-Man, the <laughs> He-Man, he says, what GoFundMe is doing now, your bank will be doing in five years. And then he leaves. Until next time, friends. <laughs> Think about that. GoFundMe is intercepting and freezing funds of donations. And they hacked the little left-wing hackers, hacked. Gives and go. Gives and go. And put a donor a, list. A list of names. Yep. yep. So well, the Canadian government has already started freezing accounts that received money from uh, Go- GoFundMe that was going to be going to the truckers. Exactly, and people say, "Well, crypto, crypto is the key." It's like they freezing that too. Yeah, they could freeze um, that as well. You know what isn't? We know what they can't do. That cash, cash is still king. But yeah, they can get some my cash. But the minute they crash the U.S. dollar or inflate it out the wazoo, print so much into circulation. To where obviously it has its vulnerabilities. But think of it in the interim of what we're just saying. Like if you've got uh, the crypto and you have your money in an account, in yeah. a bank account, cut the servers, that establishment, do not send money out, freeze it. If someone gives you cash, even if you were to be in, in the middle of something that they're saying you can't do and the judge says, well, did you use the money? No. Did you accept the money? No. But what shows here on the blockchain or on the, or not the blockchain, but maybe your uh, statements that you did receive the money from XYZ. If you had cash, I'm going to give you cash. Like, shit, I don't know what you're talking about. Where's yeah. this cash? Yeah, true. And just hopefully it still has value at that point. What we're witnessing is a regime, we're talking about Canada, a regime who has declared war on its citizens. Let that shit sink in. While y'all over there worried about the N-word, we're literally seeing tyranny just north of us. Just south of us, it's like a failing state. It's about to be a failed state <laughs> at some point. Yeah. North of us, we got straight up dictator, authoritarian. I don't know what the fuck the exact term is, but it looked pretty tyrannical. Yeah, we got Castro Kid up there. Yeah, Castro Kid is suspending civil liberties and... They're using the same playbook they used on the J6 people. Like, oh, they just put a Nazi flag. Have somebody go out there with their face covered with a little Confederate flag and say Trumpism is spreading into Canada. And you frame them. Here's another, here's another uh, meme. You have a, our enemies are laughing at us starter pack. It's the, uh, what's this person's name? The health czar, the trans 
person. Oh shit, I forgot their name. Yeah, the health person. Yeah. Uh, and then the little TikToker with the nails <laughs> that that did the whole the skits at the White House. And then the new guy that's into the kinky animal. Um, well, he has people on leashes, nuclear. They put him in charge of something. He's like non-binary. Mm. You ain't seen this dude? The I dude mean, with the little mohawk. I heard about it, but okay. I didn't see that picture. Yeah, no, this dude be doing too much. So that was a funny meme. Here's another one from The Simpsons. It says, me deleting all the memes on my laptop is agents from Biden's new disinformation team <laughs> pound furiously on my front door. <laughs> I know I'll be, my FBI, man, I'll be cracking them up. We be talking so much shit. Last night we were cooking dinner and, and uh, hanging out. Marisol and I, you know, it's Valentine's. We're, you know, chopping up ingredients and meal prepping and stuff like that. And we're talking shit. We're being funny. And I'm like, our FBI guy loves us. <laughs> They're probably just at the FBI office tuning in. Uh, here's another one where they got Charlie from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it's a, it's a series of uh, article titles. It's like, vaccination rates in the Netherlands are skyrocketing. And then another one, vaccination, vaccination turnout in the Netherlands rises to 90%. And then Newsweek uh, later posts, Netherlands announces plan to give people up to six doses of, of the jab. And then the new New York Post and say, scientists discover highly virulent FB variant of HIV in the Netherlands. <laughs> Boy, y'all done brought HIV back. What the fuck going on? Uh, the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Yeah. It says, you don't have your vaccine card. No crack pipe for you. <laughs> Instead of no soup. Uh, here's the uh, Incredible Hulk. And it says, he's, a, he's like talking to a guy who's sitting down. It's like, Americans who can't find groceries at the store. Joe Biden. Hands him a crack pipe. Uh, this is a funny one with the bot, with the little Facebook robot. It says, future Facebook bot showing me the meme I made that now has me scheduled for execution. <laughs> Fat Joe, pay attention. Fat Joe, pay attention. Fat Joe, pay attention. Don't get distracted by the okey-doke. Uh, here's a picture of a $10 bill, and it says, these new $1 bills are pretty awesome. That, infl <laughs> that inflation... Biden's policies. This is all. That was a ten, by the way, guys. Was it or a hundred? It was a ten dollar bill, okay. and it says the new one dollar bill are pretty awesome. Um, sad. Biden's policies. This is a man-made crisis. What we're seeing, what's happening with the inflation rate going up and everything, it's a man-made crisis. All he had to do, the way Trump left it, the way Trump handed it over, even after. The pandemic or during or whatever it was, like at the end of his presidency, it was already on an uptick. All he had to do was leave it alone, go to the basement, eat oatmeal, leave it alone, don't touch it. But instead, they started printing up more money, inflating everything. So, Fat Joe, I want you to know this. The same people that are trying to distract you about Joe Rogan are the same ones that are going to firsthand hurt black and minority communities with the inflation and the unemployment that's coming and everything else. Oh, look, the left. Comedians interviewing people and spreading misinformation is a danger to society. Also the left. All their late night show hosts who will be interviewing people and spreading. Oh, God, it's so dumb. Check this one out. The dude blinking. When they call you a cult for wanting not to be told what to do. <laughs> like, we don't want to be told what to do. No. And y'all call us a cult. Uh, speaking of Castro Kid, just a second ago, I know we pulled out pictures in the past of him and, and Castro, but have you seen the pictures of his of uh, Trudeau's mom and Castro partying? Uh, I had seen that that they were friendly. With, yeah, uh, 
Fidel. Yeah. She give him a lap dance or something? Well, no. Nah, they're just like, there's this one. She's in the middle there. I don't know what they're doing, but there she's got his her arm around his arm. They hanging out like a motherfucker. Bro. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well, shit. Frida Kahlo used to, uh, I think it was Leon Trotsky or something. She gave him refuge in Mexico. Mm. And they were very Marxist. Man, it's like uh, this this movie, this movie, uh, like the movie Earth, the planet Earth as a movie is like unfolding really, really fast all of a sudden. Like mm -hmm. you're, we're having plot twists left and right everywhere and it's hard to keep up with it. And uh, I feel for the people who have just now in their later, you know, 20s, 30s, maybe even 40s started paying attention because it's got to, that's how you. I'm not saying this is why, but the suicide rates are so high right now, oh, you know, on, on the backs of the pandemic also, that uh, it's got to be blowing people's, like, circuits, you know? Yeah, people are being abused, man. Definitely being abused. And a uh, perfect segue, uh, speaking about what what we're witnessing on this planet Earth in this movie, right? This mm -hmm. simulation, whatever the fuck it is. We're literally witnessing Canadian truck drivers standing up in the face of tyranny being like showing us the blueprint as to what can make these people stop and give us all our freedoms back chill out with your punk ass mandates they're messing up everything and we also get to see trevor noah as part of the uh, apparatus they come in and vilify we should probably look at what trevor noah had to say about yeah. the truckers was it on his show or was he doing something else it was the white house dinner oh okay, okay white house okay. correspondents uh, it must have aired last night because Thug Nasty. When did he? When did Thug Nasty post that? This morning? It was like fourteen hours ago. Yeah, so he must have saw it. I love Thug Nasty for many reasons. So should we play his clip first? So let's play his clip first, and then uh, I'll sure. pull up the uh, the uh, fucking. I love face. Thug Nasty, man. He gets it. He's he's a smart kid. Yeah, he is. Totally understand. To watch a little bit of all different perspectives in the media so I get a good idea about what's going on. And I try to be unbiased. And I watched this shit on Comedy Central the other night. And it's ironic because the shit wasn't funny at all. And Noah, uh, Trevor Noah wants to sit there and talk shit about Canadian truckers who can't defend themselves. And they're out of a job. While he's making millions talking shit to people who can't defend themselves. And these people risk their lives to put food in our fridges. They haul heavy equipment across ice. Okay? And these guys don't want to put poison in their bodies and in their children's bodies. So they're fed up with the crap that's going on. Well, Trevor Noah, I'll fight you. With my hands behind my back. That's right. No hands. And I'll still kick the shit out of you. <laughs> and I'll give all the money to charity. Come on, Noah. Don't be a coward. Take the fight. We'll give the money to charity and we'll put on a show. And all you got to do is take a good ass kicking. Come on, man. Let's do it. And hopefully they don't uh, ban this post, you bunch of communists. <laughs> I like the one. Thug Nasty is the best. One leg kick, he'll break Trevor Noah's leg. Just one. Leg I mean, kick. he'll he'll probably like tackle him with his shoulders, like get him on the ground, like find a way to get him on the ground, right? Um, it's way more fun to just kick at him. I mean, he, yeah, that too, yeah. that too, yeah. right? Yeah, you just chop, could, chop you at the do, leg. You could do a bunch of shit. Um, oh, that was so funny! You bunch of communists. <laughs> he's like, hopefully they don't block this post. Bunch of communists. <laughs> he gets it. I wish there were more people like Thug Nasty, bro. He totally understands. He's a very smart kid. He understands economics. And why do you think he farms? Why do you think he's so frugal? Like, he, he was out in uh, Vegas having a fight. He was buying ammo at the Walmart. 
just because he could save twelve bucks. Yeah, he's like, and, he's like it's cheaper over here. And the argument that some might make that like, well, he's a you know he's he's a nobody that's you know in the UFC who you know has had a couple of moments of, of fame. Like, no, he's an up and coming rising star with a lot of spotlight on who him. Who said he was a nobody? I mean, there's people who are like, who is this? Like in the comments, be like, who is this guy? You know, if somebody reshares it just on a random account, not oh. not like a Triple account, which obviously they're all fans or his own, but people that are just like, who who is this guy? You know, or they use the Conor McGregor like, who the fuck is this guy? They just don't watch UFC. They don't know who he is. But this guy's a star. Like he's and, had a lot of attention on. And him. And he's an economics major. Uh, he understands how how big government could be corrupt. He understands, you know, media propaganda. He understands the role of the <clears throat> truck drivers. He understands this chess game of how the truck drivers are basically saying, I guess we're the ones going to have to be the front lines. Like almost like 1776 revolution. That's literally what we're witnessing. We're literally witnessing a war. It's a war. Like Trudeau, Trudeau has declared economic war on the truckers. <clears throat> they're cutting off their, uh, their fuel, their mm-hmm. gasoline supply. Um, they're using different things in their power, uh, I guess government-type power. You know what I mean? Trying to starve them out. They're threatening to take their kids away. They're doing propaganda on them. He won't, Trudeau, the Prime Minister Trudeau, he won't even sit down to have a conversation. He won't even engage. He won't even say, all right, man, send one of your people to the to Ottawa and they're gonna at least sit down with my staff and present your 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 grievances and what is your what are your requests, right? Like, hey, we want we want to stop the mandates, undo the mandates, don't force the jab, blah, 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 blah. He won't even do that. And it's funny how I forget the other guy's name, Ford. Uh, I think he's like almost like a governor or something in one of their provinces. But there's old clips of them shouting out the truckers. Oh, we couldn't do it without the truckers. Oh, if it wasn't for the truckers, our economy would come to a halt. Now they're calling the truckers economic terrorists. Yeah. They're literally using the T word. But not, they're no longer protests. They're occupations. Yeah. So they would just reframe it. They'll be like, oh, we're not. You know, we're not debanking them. We're just using, uh, or like we're not suspending civil liberties. New York Times even tweeted it, and they had to go back and delete it right away. I'm starting to see uh, ads on YouTube for the New York Times, like for a subscription. It's the most woke ad I've ever seen for any kind of publication. Uh, oh, but speaking of to stay on Trevor Noah and the Canadians and all that, he must be like Nasty must have been referring to a clip from one of the many episodes that he does talking about this. I just happened to pull a random one up, and I have the correspondent uh, up as well, but. He was, um, or rather, Crowder was doing his live stream, his, his show, Loudest Crowder, one morning last week, and in the middle of the show, uh, he got a message from Trevor Noah about something he was talking about. So Trevor Noah must have been watching, which if you look at well, the stuff that he talks about, it's like a lot of shows. If you're talking about the stuff, you're going to use some of the stuff that other shows talked about. So uh, Crowder was like, well, he must be watching what we're talking about this morning so that he can talk about it on his show later or whatever, which might be the case or not. But um, I forgot how it all kind of wound down or, or went into or what had happened. But he invited him on the show. He was like, hey, maybe if you can get your uh, bosses at Viacom to let you on the show, we can have a conversation about the Canadian truckers and everything not gonna else. Happen. Never going to happen. I mean, I, I hope it does, honestly. Yeah. But um, that's that's something to look forward to. So let's let's pull up this first one here. It's uh, maybe what Thug Nasty was talking about. It's one of the most more recent uh, Trevor Noah, and we can stop it at any time because it's kind of long. Neighbor, or at least they used to be, because as you may have heard, there is a major anti-vaccine protest taking place in Canada's capital city of Ottawa right now. Now, anti-vaccine protests are pretty common these days, right? But these protesters are different because they're truck drivers, which means they have trucks, and people with trucks have more power 
than any other people. They just do. This is like a fact of trucks. Think about it. In every heist movie ever, what do they need to pull off the heist? A truck. Yeah. When a Batman villain tries to shut down the city... You ain't even from here, sucker. It just gives you the ability to outmuscle people who don't have trucks. And so even though 90% of Canadian truckers are vaxxed, this small minority is still able to cause big problems. They've essentially shut down downtown Ottawa for two weeks now. Good. And if you want to know why these truckers are so fired up, well, they're more than happy to tell you. What is the stuff that you can't do right now as, as a non-vaccinated person? I live in Quebec, so it's a bit more intense than other places in Canada. But look, I can't go skiing. I can't go to Walmart. I can't go to Canadian Tire. I can't go to Home Depot. I can't go to restaurants. I can't go to bars. I can't go to the gym. And because you're not vaccinated, have you... Is there business? Is there stuff you can't do in Canada now? Yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm like... Well, basically, if you want to compare Canada uh, to anything, it's like uh, Hitler, Germany, and we're like the Jews, eh? You see, this is why we shouldn't be banning books. Because now this guy thinks that the Holocaust is when you can't take a shit in a Tim Hortons. I mean, even Marjorie Taylor Greene is looking at this guy like, dude, this isn't anything like the Holocaust. There's no soup here at all. What? It's actually wild when you think about it, like how many different ways people disrespect Holocaust survivors. Because some people are like, what happened to you didn't happen. And then some people are like, no, what happened to you did happen. And it's happening again to me, right? It's really hard to watch this guy's stuff. Uh, I'm going to pull up the fucking correspondence here because I don't know where that's going to go. Bro, just come on. Am I, are you allowed to say go back to South Africa? Does, is that racist? Well, you said it, so. Is that racist? Uh, it sure can be. Go back to Johannesburg, brother. Is that where he's from? Yeah, he, um, he grew up. With a, um, his mom, it's pretty, I mean, it, the story is interesting, right? Due to apartheid back in the day, his, uh, his white father and his black mother couldn't really be all out in the open like that. So he had to kind of like walk, he was light skinned, he was mixed. And over there, when you're biracial like that, yeah, like they really treat you fucked up. It's almost like a caste type of system. But regardless, him coming from apartheid, he should he should be a little bit more um, vigilant of what we're seeing with this medical apartheid. It's like, bro, you you came from that. You know what it's like. What's the name of that neighborhood he's from? Uh, Soweto. Soweto. Where I grew up in Soweto. All these. Now all of a sudden, I can't find anything that actually plays the video. It's just a bunch of articles about it. Ah. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know what Doug Nasty saw or what he's talking about, but very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, crazy times. I mean, all this stuff we're talking about, bro, like, it all started with a little, with a, with a, um, a level four PLA weapons lab. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a start of a really it, bad movie. It all fucking started with this little bug that didn't nobody know what to do they thought we needed ventilators they they oh you can't get a jab done in in you know record time and you know maybe we should focus on the uh maybe lockdowns are not the answer maybe we should focus on the most vulnerable shut up heathen get out of here you don't know science and here we are now we're depending on canadian truckers to um just try to put their foot down there's no videos of it right now lame uh, should we talk about um, docu-series, Everything's Gonna Be All White? Yeah, so you told me about it, and I hadn't seen it last week, and then you sent me a link, and I saw the trailer, and uh, it's a docu-series. Um, I didn't really know who Amanda Seals was. I didn't really know much about wh- whatever. Some people said that there was another documentary that was similar to it that came out, I think, in the 90s, maybe, or early eight, or late 80s. 
I didn't know about it uh, either. So yeah, uh, it was just kind of crazy to see in 2022 that we still have somebody's using a lot of funds, getting a lot of powerful, you know, public figures to, uh, you know, come I'm out not, with messages like not, this. I'm not surprised. No? At all. Be- well, considering what's going on, yeah, I guess it's not surprising. It's I don't even know what the word is. In other words, like, why haven't we opened our eyes and gotten past That's a better way to fake it. shit? Yeah. I'm not surprised at all because, I mean, shit, we're going to talk about Eminem kneeling at the Super Bowl. But our culture... I need to finish that book, American Marxism. But the, I guess the um, the lefties, the radical left, the neo-Marxists, these, all this postmodern junk science mm-hmm. of like critical theory and queer theory and all these theory, 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 theory. I think it's a, a Thomas Sowell quote. He says, racism is kept on life support by race hustlers and race baiters. And racism is like a sauce that they just pour on everything. When, when you view the world through the lens of um, critical theory yeah. and this type of postmodern Herbert Marcuse Marxism, you can see it everywhere. You just got to, you just, they just looking. So everything, everything is like, oh, this is racist because there's too many white people in it. Or this is racist. There's not enough uh, black people involved in this, in this organization or movement or whatever. And it's sad that all these celebrities... We're going to pull up the trailer. But all these celebrities are being used as mouthpieces to echo this racist-ass shit where they're basically, from what I could tell, they're pushing all these... Um, they even had Ibram X. Kendi. Oh, he was in it? Yeah, he was in it. And it's like, damn, that's all I needed to know. Uh. That's all I needed to know. Um, because they're pushing all these terms of white fragility, um, white privilege. And anytime I have my 13-year-old... I always make sure that we're always having these debates. And she, like, pushes back. Like, she asks questions. For example, she put up a TikTok of this girl talking about the pink tax. Have you heard of that? No. So, basically, she put up this TikTok, and the girl was basically saying, why are all these items? Here's a comparison of two almost identical items. It'll be like a a bib with, like, Mickey Mouse or something, and then a pink bib. Why does the pink bib cost significantly more? It'll be a couple bucks more, right? Which is probably a percentage more. But it's just on and on and on. It'll be like a pink chair versus the blue chair. Why does the pink chair cost more? Uh, why does um, this blue lunch kit, why is it cheaper than this pink lunch kit? Just a whole ton of examples. And my, and my daughter's kind of like, Dad, debunk it. Like, why is that? And I was like, well, let me see. I was like, um, let me think of some reasons. I was like, maybe it's just a marketing thing where they just know they could squeeze out a couple more bucks for something because pink is in demand. You know, the lunch kit looks cooler. Maybe some of these items, they know that like, hey, we're going to force someone to pay more and it ain't going to be the dudes. (laughs) The dudes ain't going to fall for it. You know what I mean? And then I said, maybe the retailer comes into play in terms of the final retail price. I said, maybe when it comes to manufacturing, Maybe they don't make as many. I'm guessing, right? I'm speculating. Maybe they don't make as many of these pink things. So for them to reset up the whole machine to crank out X amount of pink items, maybe it just ups production costs. I was like, I really don't know. I was like, but I believe that this TikToker was taking a couple um, data points to create a narrative, basically saying, aha, Lack of context. I was like, what if I told you, I told my daughter, I said, what if 
she cropped out the parts where it shows that some of these are limited edition or some of these are new, new in season or some are priced because they were on sale. Like maybe she pulled up a picture of the blue lunch kit when it was at its lowest price and cropped out like that part and then made her little screenshot and, and then put the pink item when it was at its highest price just to be like women are oppressed <laughs> basically i was like what is she trying to say mickey is she trying to say that women don't have a fair shake because y'all are just getting taxed everywhere i was like i'd like to know an explanation has she ever brought up like um i guess uh what or feminism as a topic of of like conversation or like what is it dad or what do you think about it or Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i mean she won't ask it like that but it'll come up like even in even in that discussion so the biggest point the biggest takeaway because even mighty soul jumped in oh god and this is what we wanted to tell her i was like i don't know why these items are priced differently i don't know if the pink tax is a thing i said but what i do know I said, I will not have somebody brainwash my daughters into thinking that they're victims. Mm-hmm. I said, don't let them package and sell to you victimhood just because it feels good and it sounds cool and you could play the victim. I was like, that's the main point. We could find out why there's a pink tax or why these items are priced this way. I said, but don't let them assign you this opinion. Mm. Okay. Um, so I have the trailer here for where everything is going to be all white. And uh, I really wish we could see the dislikes to the like ratio to the thumbs up because it has 2.5 million views in the last uh, like 10 days. And there's only 2,000 thumbs up. Makes no sense. The ratio there has got to be way off. I'm sure a lot of the comments are like, I know that's right. We need this as a people. What comments? Uh, they, they took the YouTube comments they off? They sure did. What about, um, well, I know like when Willie D posted the trailer. It was a lot of comments. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, uh, this is the official trailer from Showtime, I'm saying. They turned off. I mean, you can't see the likes, and you can't see the comments. They turned those off as well. What about on IG? They, Showtime has an IG? Uh, we'll go check. We'll check after that. Let's right. watch this, because I barely paid attention last time after a little bit. I think what annoys me most about white people is when they pretend like they're the victim. <laughs> What's also annoying is when they, you know, when they kill us. What is fragile about whiteness when everything has been constructed around it? Every part of who I am has been distorted or criminalized. It's really just a bunch of white lies. <laughs> We're storming the Capitol! You're not patriots. You're ridiculous. One of the definitions of American whiteness is ignorance. White people, we are not your problem. You are. Should white people today feel any responsibility for slavery? <laughs> Hell yeah. White Jesus or black Jesus? Jesus was not white. Think of geography. Ain't no way Jesus walked around with blonde hair and blue eyes. White culture fears the end of the world. For us as native people, the end of the world already happened like multiple times. Symbols and monuments, these are mementos of racism. Bring that statue that. What about TCBY yogurt or something? Everybody can get behind. <laughs> the truth has to be told about history. We have to make sure that these stories are told from our perspective. There's always hope. No saying we don't give up. It's about obliterating systemic and institutionalized racism. 
place, y'all. It's a wild place. I know Harriet and Frederick be up there just like, what is that? I know Harriet be up there. Ain't she like half white? I thought so. You ain't got no white friends, Amanda Seal? Um, Officer Tatum did a great breakdown of this where he was he was saying like, I believe it was for this video. He was saying talking about slavery. Mm-hmm. He's like, most of the slavery wasn't even in America. And he, you know what I mean? He yeah. was like, it was happening everywhere else much longer. And, you know, thankfully our founding fathers like knew that it was wrong and they were trying to figure out a way to phase it out. He was like, most African slaves were taken to South America. You know what I mean? And who sold them into slavery? Other Africans. And I mean, there's just all these things, you know, all these things. It was bad. Everybody knows it was bad. Uh, Ain't nobody, you know, promoting that type of shit. And then Ben Shapiro did a great breakdown where when they were talking about Jesus, he's like, why does it have to be this? uh, I don't know if he said dichotomy, but he's like, if anything, he said, if anything, Jesus probably looked like my father-in-law. He said, a Moroccan Jew. He's like, why I got to be black or white? Yeah. And obviously, this is a trailer of a very one-sided argument. Mm -hmm. There's been a ton of editing. We don't know what ended up on the editing floor, on the cutting room floor. But um, overall, my take is they're just selling victimhood. It's just like, white people are evil. White people are bad. White people should feel bad for slavery. White people, blah, blah, blah. and then the native dude, it's like, y'all was doing genocide to each other. The Comanches was fucking people up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Tribes was enslaving other tribes. They would take in the women, take the scout, put, you know, bring him into your crew, enslave them. Like, y'all were doing genocide to each other multiple, multiple, multiple times. Native people are not like, you know what I'm saying? Totally hands clean of any violence and fucking brutality. Um, and then the way they framed the Civil War, it's kind of like, well, this is how it was written in the history books and presented to you. We weren't there. Like, we don't know all the economic, what all was at stake with the war. So when you think of the United States and you think of all the other countries around the world, like where else can you go into some, uh, you know, harbor and see a statue like the Statue of Liberty that, you know, represents basically a message that says like, this is where you'll find, you know, people, immigrants of all different, you know, types and, you know, just a huge, this, this statue indicates you're going to, you're about to embark on the biggest melting pot that has ever existed. And we encourage life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness what other country can you go do that? You know, it's crazy that in 2022, we're finding every little reason to nitpick from the past to make it seem like you're not living in the best time. Ever. Yeah. And not giving credit to like how far we've come as a country. And um, I mean, not to mention this country probably has produced the most black billionaires and multi, multi, multi millionaires. You know, from from Bob Johnson, who owned BET, and so did the Viacom, Oprah Winfrey, Kanye, Jay-Z. I mean, athletes, superstars, actors, uh, Don Cheadle. I mean, we could be here all day. Chris yeah. Tucker, Richard Pryor. We can name all these black success stories. Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so on and so forth. But yet and still, even with, even with a black president who served for eight years, you know what I mean? They try to bring up this white privilege white privilege you're white therefore you got it made you're white therefore you got it made it's like different people have different types of privileges some people have um you you telling me a beautiful woman doesn't have privilege and she can't 
finesse that. That is the most privilege on this planet. I mean, some people are really tall. Some people are really fast. Some people are strong. Some people are funny. Some people are smart. Some people study hard. There's like all kinds of privileges. Some people are lucky. Some people are at the right spot at the right time. Some people know learn how to tell a joke and work hard at that. And now they're mega international global superstars. Some people learn how to make beats. There's all kinds of privileges. Some people grew up in the right projects in New York City to somehow get their foot into the hip-hop world. Mm -hmm. Like, you could argue that if Nas and even Havoc, they, Havoc from Mob Deep, they, uh, they, they had him on there speaking. You might have had a privilege. This is going to sound crazy. You might have had the privilege of growing up in the right project at the right time in the right borough. I mean, yeah, you got you to gotta find the silver lining in things, right? That's, that's my approach to it. That's my approach to life. I mean, this is a lot of these people's approach to life, apparently, just looking through that lens. And, and I know, I know, um, I know I've been vocal about like, we need to stop promoting everybody trying to be a rapper all the damn time. Like, we need more scientists and engineers, right? But hip hop as an art form and as a culture has literally freed many people, people who, were down on their luck, didn't have opportunities, bad schooling, bad education, just just um, by the chance, were just grew up in a, maybe a bad household, maybe the dad wasn't around. Hip-hop made it to where you have another outlet if you work hard, if you're good at it, if you play your cards right, get a good entertainment lawyer, <laughs> sign the right contract, get with the right label, put out the right song, you know, network with the right DJs, go to, so on and so forth, you could become Nas. Yeah. Or, or Mob Deep or Jay-Z or somebody. Or even outside of music. Just, you know, if we're just talking about entertainment in general, because all the examples you gave were entertainment, which is fine, because you could still talk about doctors and psychiatrists and authors and all these other people, your tradesmen, business, you know. Yeah, electricians, yeah. Uh, gar- uh, garbage men, plumbers. Yeah, I know a ton of, of uh, black Americans who have their own businesses and they have crews and they do all kinds of fucking great work. You know, it doesn't have to just be entertainment, but entertainment, to go back to it real quick, is it, it sets a different landscape for a different person. Like, it, it, if you listen to the right rap artist, you listen to the right, you know, whoever, it could transcend your trajectory in life because their message and their art had such an impact on you that either you become like them as an artist or it takes you down another road to put that same kind of effort and energy into your thing. Because all because you watched that movie or you saw that scene or you watched that, you know, making of or you heard that album. So it has a really big impact. And that's why America's one of their biggest, one of our biggest uh, exporters was always culture, was always like what we were doing, you know, as, as a people here. Yeah, you just got to have a good life strategy. So a lot of the energy that goes into complaining about white people <laughs> and blaming them for everything. Big shout out to Akash Singh. Have you seen his new special? I haven't. I need to watch it this week. It's 18 minutes. Oh, really? Make time. Okay. It's 18 minutes. He basically has a joke in there, bro, where he says, he says, white man isn't allowed to have an excuse. He says, if you fail, what did he say? If you fail, it's your fault. He said, if I fail, it's still your fault. Uh. <laughs> it, it perfectly encapsulates this critical race theory crap where it's like no matter what the white man is going to get blamed for everything he said oh people always say and this is a point I, I was trying to make on ghetto boys podcast he's like people always say oh name one thing a white man can't have he says an opinion he said it's such a masterful special masterful joke uh spoiler alerts because i know i'm giving up all his bits but they're so well written 
just if you see them in script format, just the words. He says, um, um, what do he say? Um, if you fell, if I fell, it's still your fault. Yeah, I, I fucked that up. I forgot. I lost my train of thought. But all right, bring back a poo though is what the special yeah, is. Yeah, it's we called bring back it. a poo. It's masterful. It's really well done. The message at the end. I mean, the overall, just the overall takeaway. He basically saying Indian Americans have no reason falling into this woke shit. Mm-hmm. Like we're successful because we don't subscribe to that idea. And all the people that we mentioned, like the successful uh, black authors and and, uh, electricians and so on, is because they probably don't sit around thinking of how the white man is holding them down. It's kind of like, okay, there's been some racism. You know, if there's if there's anything systemic that needs to be addressed, I think every American, no matter what color you are, is down to fix it. Yeah. Right. Like when when George Floyd happened. Pretty much everybody was on board, like, whoa, this ain't cool. This is a problem. And that's before you get into, like, well, what was he doing? Did he resist? I heard he was complaining about not being able to breathe prior to the cops even showing up. And what's the toxicology report? Before we even get to that part, when people saw those nine minutes of, of the dude's life being extinguished by this uh, reckless cop, I think pretty much everybody was on board with, like, hey, Please let us know what lever needs to be pulled, like what needs to be fixed so we can fix it and this doesn't have to happen. But instead, this neo-Marxist movement, you know, BLM, this corrupt organization that raised $60 million, don't nobody know where it went. And Antifa infiltrating the peaceful, uh, the peaceful people that were protesting and had the First Amendment right to do so, even in a pandemic. Um. It just turned into more nonsense. Like now you got more propaganda. And my advice, my advice to everybody is be very, very critical when when these things get presented to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really, really, really look deep and think like, okay, is this a racist ass country? Why the fuck everybody coming over here? Have we not come a long way? Yeah, man, uh, it, it's really hard to uh, segue away from that topic because it's so charged, heavily charged. But I do want to end the podcast on a more lighter note. Uh, it's still, it's it's a ridiculous note. But do you have a favorite commercial? And we'll talk about a lot of this on Chingo Chats. But for this ending, do you have a favorite commercial from the Super Bowl? Do you remember something memorable by chance that you saw? Well, let me tell you on Chingo Chats, we saw the Super Bowl at church and they cut out the commercials. Fantastic. So let me play this for you <laughs> because I haven't seen it myself, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to wait till uh we were on the show to do it let me pull it up on youtube real quick because this ad's gonna play and And i hope uh, they don't block this post bunch of commies ladies and gentlemen our takeover of general motors is complete dr abel we can now use gm's ultium platform to power our whole operation now we can reduce tailpipe emissions i'm sorry am i no longer dr evil i'm dr good now i didn't get the meme at. climate change is arguably the number one threat to the world now dr evil you are now the number two threat to the world oh, i refuse Lord. to be number two number two we have to help the planet oh please cheer for my son <laughs> your son i shall name him baby me no his name is kyle <laughs> Ow! 
You must help save the world first. Then you can take over that world. Okay, Fra, how about you let me do the business, all right? Hold on, I've got it. I will help save the world first, then take over the world. She literally just said that. Scott, you just don't get it, do you? What? What don't I get? You don't get it. Oh, we're right back. And you're never gonna get it. You can't draw me into these little... You act like a child. You, you don't get I it. I am an adult. You can't push my buttons anymore. Stop! Oh! We'll reduce our carbon footprint. Whatever. Okay, let's go. We're going all electric. Everybody in! Not you, Scott. One day you're gonna run the company, baby me. All-out war on the fuel industry, on the energy industry. Now, if you guys haven't listened to uh, Stephen E. Coonan on Joe Rogan, Mm-mm. I please go listen to it. Is that it. new? It is the newest one. Uh, it's from Friday. He is, um, here, I'll read his quick little bio on the podcast. He is a theoretical physicist, professor, and former chief scientist for BP, and a former uh, and former undersecretary of science at U.S. Department of Energy for Obama. Um, his book... Uh, he's the title of the uh, book, Unsettled, What Climate Science Tells Us, What It Doesn't, and Why It Matters. I've talked about it uh, from time to time on the podcast about how I'm fascinated with climate change and the, pe- or the message of climate change and the people that try to push the shit down our throats. And this encapsulates everything I've ever tried to, to, to say in words because obviously I don't know much about it other than what I read from books and articles. It's pretty fucking scary. It's, it's, it's scary, fascinating how much is left out of everything the American people usually read or hear on, on TV. We'll definitely check that out. Well, thank you, guys. Is that it? Yeah. Because uh, I got to take a leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see the fast you Thank you legs. guys so much for tuning in. Man, that, that was a lot to take in. But please leave us a comment. Everybody in the Discord, let us know what you thought. Tell a friend. Share the clips. Be a force multiplier. I will see you guys at uh, on the tour. At, uh, a city, at, uh, at a city near you. You got to pee. Hurry, go. At your city. At your city. Legalized Freedom Tour. Jingling.com. Peace. Jinx. Traffic jams. Tailgating pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.